0: Y'all can go ahead and be seated. I don't know about you, but I get excited when the Holy Spirit interrupts me in the middle of service to change a life, to touch a life, to encourage a life. You know, we all want to be yielded to the Holy Spirit and, you know, and step out. Step out in faith. It's not always comfortable, even though we have the mantle of... And the office of pastor, you know, sometimes it's not really fun to, to, call, to call out what the Lord's doing. And, you know, we even sometimes will think, is that me? Is that the Holy Ghost? Is that me? Is that the Holy Ghost? And he just keeps coming. He's like, really, Heather? And so I just want to encourage you to begin to step out in faith yourself. You know, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the gifts of God are for all believers And you know, God wants to begin to use each and every one of us in in words of knowledge and wisdom and prophecy to begin to really minister life to his people. Amen? Amen? Awesome. Well, why don't you open your Bibles to Romans 8 26 tonight? If you're following along in the book, I believe we're on page 59, covering Why Should I Speak in Tongues? Thank you, Jesus. Many times we don't know how to pray for ourselves. And so when we pray in tongues, often we are praying over our own lives, the supernatural prayers of God. Romans 8.26 says, In the same way, the Spirit also helps in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And so we talked last week about Santai Batamai, And the Holy Ghost comes along just in the, midst, in the nick of time and, and partners in with us and grabs hold of us and, and pulls us along. But he not only does that, he comes and he helps us know how to pray for ourselves. You know, so many times we, um, we forget and we neglect to pray for ourselves. Right? We're so busy praying for everybody else and all the other things, and we think we're all right, and we got our checklist, and we're good Christians. But you know, we, we need to be praying for our own walk, for our own attitude, for our own um, thought life, for our own um, desires that we would be conformed into the image of Christ. And so, one of the, the scriptures that Christians hate the most was given to three of us on Sunday night. Sunday night we had a um, a night of prayer. We prayed for an hour. It was great. And um, three of us, the Lord gave, and we had different people. Everybody here, we asked, you know, um, for the Lord, you know, for each person to ask the Lord for a scripture. Lord, what would you have us pray? And um, so three of us, the Lord gave Psalm 51. And it says, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a steadfast spirit within me. Don't cast away, do not cast me away from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Then I'll teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Deliver me. And it continues, Lord, open my lips, my mouth shall bring forth your praise. And it goes on and on and on about yourself. And Christians hate that scripture because we don't want to go and say, Lord, come and check my heart again because I'm not right in every way. Come on. I have a couple people shaking your head and a couple people looking at me like, well, I am perfect. (laughs) Please pray in tongues. But the reality of it is, you know, we go through so much in life. And and whether it's the person at the drugstore or the person that just cut you off in traffic, come on. The person you wake up to every morning or the temper tantrum from your kid or the teacher, right? We find ourselves in crazy situations all the time. And the people we love the most, our emotions are the most wrapped up in. And and, and if emotions are the most wrapped up, then we end up... You know, like all this feistiness rises up in us, and we find ourselves with bad attitudes. We may be doing it right, but with the wrong attitude. Come on. And oftentimes, we don't even know what we're supposed to do. You know, I have this particular friend who messaged me this weekend, and they're facing um, a court date this week for someone very, very close to them, and this would be the second felony. And so, you know, they messaged me and I'm, you know, I'm praying, you know, interceding and I'm messaging back and forth. And today being the court date, I end up sending a text this morning covering you guys in prayers. You know, we love you. We're believing for, you know, God's, God's best. And you know what their response was? We will kiss the rod. And that only comes by the power of God. That we will kiss The rod. Whatever it happens, whatever the verdict comes, we'll kiss the rod. And so you can't tell me if your loved one's wrapped up in things they shouldn't be wrapped up in. And they're caught and they're busted and they're in trouble. That even though you want them to stop what they're doing... None of us want our loved ones to go to jail. None of us want them in prison. Come on. And so the awesome thing is, is as, a, as, a, as a relative, of someone really close to them, you know, we can go and we can begin to intercede, and we can begin to, I'm going to do this, and Lord, give me the strength to do that, and I'm going to, and I'm going to, and I'm going to. And even though it may be, quote, the right thing to do, maybe, is it the God thing to do? Is it the God thing to do? And so as you and I choose to say, okay, I don't know here. I don't know. I'm stuck. I'm stuck, but I want to look like you. So, and I always, usually I'll put my hand on my belly, put my hand on my head. God, I need you to come in my innermost being, and I need you to come here. I need you to take control. And as I begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, and he takes over and praises, I don't know how to pray. All of a sudden, what happens is he begins to download areas in our life, areas in our heart that aren't dealt with, different things, attitudes, and things that he wants us to do. Sometimes it's related to that specific thing, and sometimes it's not related to it. It's stuff from our past that you're like, why is that coming up? I'm not even praying for that. But it's something in your past that's directly connected in the spirit in your inner man to your present-day situation. And so really, you and I want to pray in the Holy Spirit for our personal edification, our personal benefit that we could begin to pray and intercede over our own lives. You know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but there's so much that happens in this world. That you and I want to be prayed up. We want to be prepared for it. And we want to begin to pray God's prayer for us. You know, have you ever prayed for someone and as you're praying for them, all of a sudden you get a heavy heaviness in your heart. And all of a sudden you begin to bawl. You don't even understand why you're bawling. And you have so much love and so much compassion for this person. That's intercession. And when you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit over your own life, the Holy Spirit is interceding like that for you. The Holy Spirit is pouring out all of his being over your life. Isn't that awesome? That's a beautiful picture of what the Holy Spirit does in us. We, don't, we also want to make sure as we're praying for ourselves, 1 Corinthians 14, 15 says, I will pray in the Spirit and I'll pray with my mind also. And so we don't want to just pray in the Holy Ghost. We know that that, God, that God's going to put things in our hearts. He's going to drop things into our spirit, man. And as those things are dropped in, we want to begin to pray those out in our natural language. And so we'll find ourselves going back and forth in, the, in our heavenly language, in our natural language. And then he'll bring scriptures to our mind and we'll start praying those scriptures over that situation. And what he's doing is he's aligning us with his will. He's aligning us with his purpose for our life. So let's look again um, to the next scripture. It's um, Romans 8:26, as it ties into 8:27, as it ties into 26. It says, "Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of others." Oftentimes, when you and I pray in tongues, we begin to pray for other people. You know, this is one of my most favorite things. Because he'll bring people up that I haven't talked to in a long time. And he, what's been happening here, as I've been interceding, as I've just been praying in the Spirit, and, and I'm challenged once again teaching this, this course, that I am using my prayer language and I'm pressing in. And as I've been doing that, he's been putting random people on my heart from back home from New Orleans at random times just to check in on them, make sure they're okay. But I don't know most of you well yet. And Nicole, he's been putting people on my heart like you wouldn't believe. And a love for people and praying and all of a sudden understanding what they're going through all by praying in the Holy Spirit. I don't have to, you know, always know what's happening and always have a one-on-one conversation. And most of the people will never know I'm praying for them. But it's not about me It's about the Holy Spirit yielding to the Holy Ghost. And he puts people on our hearts and we're, you know, shandala karamai and we're going off in the Holy Ghost. And all of a sudden he'll put rose. And he'll drop it. Lord, I just thank you for Rose. Father, I thank you for her sweetheart spirit. Lord God, I don't know what she's doing right now, but Father, I pray that you would come right there in the middle of her day and then you go off in the Holy Spirit again and then you bring it back and nope, it's family. Father, I just want to cover her family. I don't know how many children she has and what her, her parental situation is or her sibling situation, but Father, I just want to cover them and then and you go off in the Holy Ghost again and then come back, come back and it's about inner healing and Lord, I just pray and I clean the blood of Jesus and I thank you Lord that by the sprinkling of the blood the Holy Spirit is even able to cleanse her conscience clean and next thing you know you spend half an hour 45 minutes praying for someone that you hadn't talked to in a month that you hadn't talked to in six months you have to remind me oh yeah yeah. I just I shared that one um but you I'll share it again. I'll be obedient to my hubby. Um, but we begin to pray and we begin to intercede for people in ways that we can't do it on our own. You know, I want you to pray for me, but I don't want you to pray your will. I love you, but you're not God. Right? I want you to begin to pray God's will. And when I pray for you, I it scares me to death when we go up and down the the prayer line and I will be obedient, I promise. But when we go up and down the prayer line, it scares me to death to just start praying because I don't I first of all I don't know you all very well, and the ones that I do know, I don't want to pray what I think needs to happen in your life. 100% of the time, I want to yield and pray what God wants for your life. And so most of the time when we come up, Zach will not touch you until he hears from God, and I usually will come up and immediately start, because I want again to begin to intercede for you in the Holy Spirit and let God pray through me to him on your behalf, that I can begin to pray the will of God for you your life, that I can begin to line up for your life according to his purposes. So what um, my wonderful husband was reminding me about was um, two Sundays ago, someone's sitting right over here, and Zach's praying in the Holy Spirit, and um, during worship time, during the transition, he's praying in the Holy Ghost, and he was really using his heavenly language when all of a sudden, that heavenly language changed into the gift of tongue. So it was no longer Zach praying to God, but God in a moment prayed through him to speak to a person. But it wasn't a message for the entire church. That one person got the interpretation in tongues and heard specifically, call so-and-so. And And they thought, whatever. But then they were like, wait, I heard him clearly say, call so-and-so. So they, we go through church, and that person's contemplating. Did I hear from God? God, did you speak to me? Are you sure? That, was that you? And after service, sweet Patty is praying for them. And, and she has no idea what happened. She has no idea the situation in their life. And as she begins to pray for them, she begins to pray and intercede and, and, um, that she wouldn't have a spirit of fear, but that she would um, be confident and call so-and-so. And again, the same exact thing that the Lord said, that she would no longer have fear, but that she would trust in the Lord. At that moment, this person knew, oh my gosh, God is speaking to me. But they go home that night and are like, do you really move like that, God? You know how many of you have to question God? We all do at some point. And so I get the email. Pastor Heather, does God move like this? Absolutely. That was a tongue and interpretation With the word of knowledge, God begins to intercede through us on behalf of other people. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? As you and I begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, we begin to cover other people. The rest of the story they call these people and leave messages. They get horrible, nasty messages back. Horrible, nasty. And so, um, they, you know, they call me, oh, my gosh, is this normal? I'm like, hey, God didn't say how it was going to go. He just said to call them. So they get back on the phone with them. They're not, I don't want to speak to you. I don't want to speak to you. We're only going to talk at this specific time in this specific way. So this person calls for that phone conversation and finds out that this person that God said to call that week found a huge lump or nodule and they believe it's cancerous and that's very serious. It's basically covering their entire liver. And so just in a nick of time, God comes and interrupts out of the blue to get people out of their routine to say, I need you in the middle of this situation because you've got to be there. Regardless of how they treat you, regardless of what they that what their response is, I want you right in the middle of this. That is God. So do we know how it's going to work out? We absolutely don't know. Is it going to be emotionally hard for our friend? Oh, yeah. So what we can do? Because we want to cover them according to his will and his purpose and not ours. I can't wait to see what God does. We don't always have the best outcomes, but we always have the God outcome. Amen? Yay for Zach's story. He's fun. We do, just so y'all know, sit at home and talk about all the God stories of the week. It's exciting to see God moving in this house. Amen. Romans 8.27 says, according to the will of God. When we pray in tongues, it helps us to pray according to his will. I've got to read this quote. It says, part of praying the will of God is connected to yielding our own will, which will come into conflict with God's plans for our lives. Let me read that again. Part of praying the will of God is connected to yielding our will, which will come into conflict with God's plans for our lives. As we pray in the Spirit, there is a yielding of our heart. As we yield, the Holy Spirit begins to change us so that we can actually enjoy His coming plans. You know, one of the things, now this is just getting real personal, so y'all better love me anyway, but one of the ways that this helped me, which helped Zach, which helped all of you, is that I didn't want to get married. I didn't. I, you know, I got born again in my early 20s, and I thought I was going to get married to that person, and we got born again together. The Lord said, I've got plans for you. It's not together. I thought I was going to die, and then I learned how to pursue the lover of my soul. And, and he caught me and, and wrapped his arms around me in such a way and loved me that I didn't want to do anything with my life but love him back and make him known. I was fully satisfied on my own. And the night I met Zach, I thought, why did you have to come here? I mean, I was like, hot diggity dog, here's this man, obviously full of the Holy Ghost obviously knows who he is in Christ, obviously good-looking. Can you leave the city now? That was my take. I'm not joking. And so we become friends. He comes to my small group. He's got words of knowledge and wisdom, and he's prophesying. I'm like, he really is a man of God. Why is this happening to me? And um, he pours his heart out to me, and I'm like, no, no, it can never work. But the awesome thing is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, when we yield to him, when we begin to yield to him, to his will for our life, when we stop praying according to our own purposes, and oftentimes we can't do that in the natural. We can't do that with every good intention of saying, how many of you have ever heard someone say, well, I've been praying if it's not God's will to tell me to break up with so-and-so. And you're like, they're the biggest loser ever and they beat you, right? They're the biggest loser ever. They, they, they're stealing. And you're, well, if it wasn't God's will, then I wouldn't love him so much. I have been praying since 2009. If it's not your will, take it away. You know what I'm talking about? Well, hello, because you're praying in the natural and you're not yielding your will to God's will. But I can remember the moment. Oh, my word. I'm sitting in the car. I'm driving. I had to go pick up our senior pastor's wife. We dropped her car off to get work done. And she's putting her makeup on on the way to the office. And she says, hey, I heard y'all had a little mishap yesterday. And so, see, our pastor over that oversaw us pulled Zach and I in the office, and we had a come-to-Jesus meeting. And it wasn't pretty at all. If you want to know that, you can ask me later. And so she begins to say, so what happened with all that? I'm like, oh, you know, maybe Jack likes me, and I don't like him. I mean, it'll never work. And, well, why won't it work? Well, blah, 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 and this reason, and that reason, and this reason. And, oh, my gosh, you can't forget this. And she was putting on her mascara, and I'll never forget the moment. She goes, oh, you're just justifying it because you like him. I thought someone stabbed me. I hurt so bad because I knew in that moment, oh, my, you have been trying to get a hold of me, Lord. You've been trying to get a hold of me, and I've been fighting you. Now I've got to go and get before you. Now I've got to go get before you and repent for trying to control my life, for trying to be God of my life. God, I know the purposes and the plans that you have for me are beyond anything I could imagine. Father, forgive me because I know what you spoke to me all those years ago on that floor and the vision you gave me in my future, holding hands with my spouse and the kind of ministry we would have together, and I'd never fulfill my purpose of creation without my spouse. Father, forgive me. I could have crawled in a hole and died before having to yield my will to God's. But in that moment, the Holy Ghost got a hold of me. And it wasn't easy. Was it easy? (laughs) Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It was a long process of condoreal allende. There was a time we had been probably dating for six months. God had already spoken to us. We knew we were going to get married. And we didn't like each other at all. (laughs) I know. But the awesome thing is, um, and the Bailey said, y'all need to get together and talk tonight. And we got together that night, and both of us looked at each other and said, I don't like you. And if I didn't hear from God, I'd leave you right now. Both of us said it. We weren't being ugly. We're getting real personal, but I'm trying to help you see the practicality of the Holy Ghost and how he takes you from one place in life and completely does a 360 completely does a 360. And it's something you and I can't do on our own. We can't do it. Why was I mad at him? Because he wasn't exactly how I wanted him to be. And why was he mad at me? Because I wasn't exactly how he wanted me to be. And we just weren't willing to yield. But thanks be unto the Lord God that both of us knew the Holy Ghost, that both of us used our prayer language, that both of us were willing to lift up the name of the Lord. And as we began to press into who he is slowly and slowly, our will began to yield to his will. And as our, ye- our will yielded to his will and our will began to change and conform into his will for our life, we began to see our hearts changing, our minds changing. The things that aggravated us didn't quite aggravate us anymore. All of a sudden, we began to see the hand of God in areas that we were just being stubborn pig heads before. Yeah, me, me. Not him, of course. <laughs> so we begin to pray the will of God as we begin to yield to the Holy Ghost. It's hard to fight God when you're praying in the Holy Ghost. Can I get an amen? Are y'all doing okay? Okay. We'll do one more tonight. We've got to close out. Praying in tongues plugs you into the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 says, But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard and which have not entered into the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. For to us God revealed them through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows, knows the thoughts of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the thoughts of God no one knows except the spirit of God. Now we have received have not now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God so that we may know the things freely given to us by God which things we also speak not in words taught by human wisdom but in those taught by the spirit combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. And so really how many times you and I find ourselves in situations that are so beyond us, so beyond us. I can remember going, you know, my 38-year-old leader dying of cancer, and they've not told her that she's dying yet and she won't make it. And the mom says, I can't do it, and our senior pastors are all out of town. And, and the mom says, you've got to come and tell her. And I'm going, how do I tell a 38-year-old woman, a beautiful woman, that you're not going to get to marry the man of your dreams in your passing not only are you passing, but probably this very day. And I can remember going over there thinking, Lord, Lord, what do I do? And I have the whole way over there. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. I talked to a woman's pastor. She can't talk long. I keep praying in the Holy Ghost. And the one thing the Lord told me is, Heather, you need to make sure that whatever you do, you're right before me and you're right before her. Because when that door closes, it's over. And why did he tell me that? Because I needed to be vulnerable. And I needed to go there with her on the things of God and her eternity. We find ourselves in situations so far beyond us. But as you and I pray in the Holy Ghost, we have the wisdom of heaven. There's so many right and good ways to handle things and good ways to do things. But I don't wanna do what worked last year. And I don't wanna do what worked for you. I wanna have the wisdom of God. For eye has not seen nor ear or heard the things that He has prepared for those who believe. I don't wanna go off of yesterday's word for you. I wanna go off the wisdom of heaven right here, right now for today. You know, our friends that came up here, I could have gone off of some word God spoke to me this morning because I just wanted to have a move of God in the service. But that would have been dead works with no life in it. But in a moment of time, yielding to the Holy Ghost, he can come and give you heaven's wisdom. Heaven's wisdom for your finances. Heaven's wisdom for your job. Heaven's wisdom for relationships. Heaven's wisdom for your body. Yeah, for your body. He'll tell you to stop drinking those Cokes. (laughs) Heaven's wisdom. Not natural. Heaven's. You know that girl that passed? The funny thing is the Lord told her, you should go have this checked out. And there was nothing wrong, really. It was something that you and I would overlook every day. And the Lord said, have it checked out. And when she went and have it checked out, that prolonged her life because they were able to start treating it. So she had one year longer on this earth than she probably would have without the wisdom of heaven. And so I hope tonight that you were encouraged just a little bit in your heavenly language.